and welcome into the Sporting Lounge. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is just Ben and Travis. So we have a three-time back-to-back champ and a person who's made the finals three times. How's it feel, Aaron Rodgers? Um... I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. I'll get over the hump eventually. You know what? It's Now you can feel like LeBron. You can say you can consistently go, which is extremely hard to do, and then you're just not getting the oomph there. So maybe you need a better teammate. <laughs> um, so... Just us two today, um, Austin and Long time Shane are out. In general. Yeah. Well. Sorry to keep you guys waiting. Well, you had to make something spectacular for your return, right? Like, oh. there's no other reason. Like, oh, yeah. we had the Super Bowl. Quick moment of silence for the shooting that happened. Um, right now, one dead, 22 confirmed injured. So let's give, uh, give them five seconds of silence. All righty, thank you for that. Now, we've got some interesting stuff to do today. Like, uh, let's recap the Super Bowl a little bit. That was a uh, – I liked it in the first half. Can I Can I say that? Yeah, I, I, I just want to point out congrats. I hate you, Patrick Mahomes, but I respect you. Yeah, I I respect what he's able to do, considering this is by far his weakest wide receiver group he's had, and he's still won. Um, I, th- I think Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco are the playmakers in his future for when Kelsey retires. So I agree. <laughs> um, so taking a quick look, 22-25 Chiefs in overtime with that uh, scurry-off touchdown to the right side of the field. I knew it was coming. I knew the moment they got within the 10, that's what they were going to run to try to get in. They go to it. They've gone to it a couple times this year. Now, Brock Purdy, um, 23 for 38, 255, and a touchdown. So not necessarily a bad game, but not great either, especially when you look across the stat sheet and go, Patrick Holmes, 34 of 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, but he actually threw an interception. So little, little crazy on that. Um, McCaffrey didn't do nearly as much as we had thought. 22 rushes, 80 yards, um, but he did also receiving yards. Too. Exactly. I was going to say he did also get involved a lot in the air. So, I mean, 160 total scrimmage yards with a touchdown. So 80 through the air, 80 on the ground, eight receptions. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, eighteen for fifty nine. He was he was using those short downs to to get the first because it didn't matter. They were finding a way. I mean, Patrick Mahomes scrambled nine times for sixty six. I mean, besides Travis Kelsey, nine for ninety three. McCall Hardman only had three catches. Justin Watson only had three. But then you had Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco, like you were saying. Those are going to be the motors of that engine. Both six catches each. Granted, not a whole lot of like juice with those stats. Only thirty-nine yards and thirty-three. But I still, mean, those, those were the playmakers. They was, those were guys that the defense came in trying to factor out of the game, and they did a good job in that regard. But once Dre Greenlaw went down, the game changed, and big time. They couldn't cover anyone over the middle. 
and that's how McCall Hart they just kept causing assignment matchups or assignments to get blown between the linebackers and the safeties. And I, I agree. It, I also that cost him the game that and Kyle Shanahan. His really? Late game. Yeah. Thank they, Kyle. They, they, one, not knowing the overtime rules, you're, they literally were learning it from reading it on the jumbotron in real time. Like that's that's bad. You should you should know it's your responsibility to have your team prepared for that to know the rules inside and out. And yeah, and yeah, two, especially for the biggest game. And two. Why force Brock Purdy to start dropping back and passing when the running's working? Yeah. Like, there's no reason. Just, back, like, you're being paid millions at the highest level to make decisions that, albeit none of us couch coaches over here are sitting on the sideline in the stadium feeling the moment. But like that, that, that's an easy decision. You don't, you don't do that. That's a professional level. Don't switch up what's working. And when it's worked all year, and let me tell you, Chris McCaffrey, sure, you know, three point six yards per carry, but it only takes one carry for him to be gone. And that's the thing is, you can pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, and then boom, he's gone for sixty yards. His stats look kind of good for the game, but he wore that defense down. They got tired. That's the thing is, they they stopped going to it. I was very disappointed with how little Ayuk and Depot Samuel were involved in this game. Three for forty nine and three for thirty three. I mean, they're two very great receivers. It's almost. I mean, granted, the Chiefs knew those were their top two on wide receivers, so try to make sure they don't get the ball. But they schemed them out the whole game. Three, that's less than one catch a quarter, and you're telling me one catch a quarter in the Super Bowl. If I'm Debo, if I'm Ayuk. Especially in a game where Brock Purdy threw 38 times. Like, right. How many targets did he get? Ayuk got what is that? six I, targets. Okay, that's 50% catch rate. Who knows if some of those were uncatchable. But Debo, no excuse. You got 11 targets. He had plenty of opportunity. Yep. That's why I think Brandon Ayuk is going to get that money deal. He's going to be signed long-term to stay in San Fran. They might move on from Debo after his contract. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. Here we go. Now, Super Bowl, besides being disappointed, um, I mean, we can talk. We can jump into, like, the next part kind of quickly on head coaches moving around. Um not just head coaches, but coaches in general, because uh, didn't their uh, defensive coordinator just uh, get up and go? Yeah, Steve Wilkes got fired. So, and I don't, I don't like that. I think I it was think, a scapegoat. I think, I think he was a scapegoat too. Like he wasn't. They especially, especially since it's like known that like he's he's got a good resume. Like wherever he goes, he leaves a top ten defense, but. What I've been hearing is that Kyle Shanahan was like overriding him on the defensive side a lot. Yeah, and which not what you want to hear when it comes to that is an offensive minded coach telling a defensive minded person, hey, look at this. Especially when their defense has been working for the first, you know, 33 minutes of the game. Yeah. All right. 
I was going to see where the 49ers ranked in big oh. statistics. Oh, look at that. Forced fumbles. Uh, let me make sure I sort by that. They were close to the bottom of the league for the forced fumbles, so they didn't do many of that. Uh, interceptions, they were tied for first in the league in forcing interceptions. So, okay. pretty, pretty. Out. Yep. Um, sacks, they were middle tier, which was kind of surprising when they, you know, got Chase Young and Nick Bosa back there. I was a little. I, don't, the, I do remember, if I remember cur- my re- uh, memory serves correct, it's like through the first like six weeks of the season, they were like leading the league in sacks, like going nuts, and then they went on like a th- four or five week dry spell. And they just stopped for some reason. So here we go. So uh, I like their defense. You know what? If if he wants to come to the Colts and be a defensive coordinator and let's pop out whoever the heck we got, I'm I'm 100% okay with that because, like you said, he brings in great, great people at positions to just anchor, and it would be amazing. We'll see where he ends up. Um now, some big things that is interesting to me, like Washington. They have the number two pick. They just got a new head coach. They fired Ron Rivera. They brought in Dan Quinn from Atlanta. Um, sorry, Dan Quinn, who was the defensive coordinator for Dallas. Um, he also was the Falcons head coach. So... Just, he got fired, what, a year ago? Now it's Arthur Smith there. So he likes to use those running backs. Gibson could possibly walk away after this year. We'll see. Um, But then they did something really cool, which was they also brought in Cliff Kingsbury from Arizona as their offensive coordinator. So Dan Quinn's the head coach. Cliff Kingsbury's the offensive coordinator. Does that mean... They might try to keep Sam Howell and use the number two pick on something else. Um, honestly, I'm tr- especially if Chicago trades back from the one. If I'm the Commanders in this situation, I'm trading back as well. Be- if I'm the Commanders, I am too. For and- sure. That's just because I don't think you need a quarterback. Sam Howell was leading the league in passing yards after, like, what, week 12, week 13. He did end on a sour note, but the whole team imploded at the same time. That's right around the time Rivera was getting fired and all this and that. There's drama going on the entire time. Right, that and, does mess with, with the players in their heads. So, And they, they sold off, and that's after they sold off their defensive line, too. So, like, what do you expect? And they still played – they were still competitive games after that point. But I think, like, you build around the team you have. Like, you have Gibson, you have Brian Robinson, your running backs are set. You have Howell, give him, give him another year or two at a chance to prove himself, be more consistent. But you got to also give him a fair chance as well. And trade back, get a couple more picks, add depth on in the trenches, build from the trenches out. Um, I mean, I, okay, so I was anti Howell coming into the year. I've, I won't lie, not, not a big fan of Howell before the season started. I was, uh, I talked very much against him and, uh, 
You know, he he kind of put me in my place. I won't I won't lie. It was um a little humbling. So let's see. So for passing yards, Tua ended uh the regular season. This doesn't include post number 1, but Sam Howell fell a little bit. Yeah, but he, he was 12th, 12th in the league, uh, and not by much either. 3,946 yards. So, again, that in his first true start, that's actually pretty decent to, to get up there. And like you said, ended on a sour note. Like, in the last four games combined, 15, 16, 17, and 18, he had a total of three, four, four hundred and fifty yards. So you're talking about a hundred and like ten yards a game, a hundred and twelve and a half yards a game that, and for the is, last four weeks. He, he's mobile. He only had forty eight attempts, two hundred and sixty three yards, but that's five point four eight yards per carry, and he had five touchdowns on the ground to go with it. But his really what he needs to improve on is he had a pretty horrible touchdown to interception ratio the second down that stretch and that he finished with 21 touchdowns and 21 and 21 interceptions, interceptions. That, and he, that's probably he, why they're thinking cuts down on those interceptions he's solid that's all he needs oh i agree now 21 touchdowns is not easy to do as a rookie 21 interceptions that's pretty easy to do if they're willing to keep him, what does he have to do to make them justify not spending the number two overall pick on Drake May or Jaden Daniels or J.J. McCarthy or Penix or Bo Nix or, you know, whoever? Well, well, considering there's no games to be played from between now and that decision being made, I, he's already done what he can unless going to the to the coaching staff and the ownership and, like, pleading your case. Like unless he's unless you're doing that, I guess there's nothing. You just kind of gotta wait. Oh, I was I, talking more about fan base wise. So like, if they decide not to use the number two overall pick on him or on someone and keep him, what does he have to do next year to come out and show these fans? You know, hey, make the it wrong was, decision. Exactly. Oh, he's twenty five touchdowns and less than fifteen interceptions and same similar yardage and get that completion percentage up by two or three. Okay, so that's not a too tall of a task. I think no. you could do something like that. And I think that alone, especially if they add some pieces where necessary in the draft, that, that those two things alone could result in two to four more wins, especially since I see the Eagles taking a step back, the Giants are still a dumpster fire, and all of a sudden Dallas is the leader of a weak NFC East, in my opinion. I mean, they were a leader this year. I don't think it's necessarily weak. I shouldn't say Philly is going to crash. They're still a decent team, but they're not going to be the team that we've seen the last two years. Right. I mean. But I've, I I think that Washington very well has a shot at finishing second in the division next season. I don't think anyone's going to beat Dallas in that division unless it has Philly, Philly majorly knocks wrong. the draft out of the park and knocks free agency out of the park. That, I mean, that can those things still have to come. Shit can change. But as of right now where it stands, that's the way I see it because Philly's secondary is a mess. And their defense is kind of like the Lions right now. Their secondary is a mess. But 
everything else has potential in different ways. I mean, Lions safeties are good, but the Lions corners are trash. <laughs> but uh, understandable. They, Philly somehow brings in Jalen Johnson. Although I just don't see that happening. I think Chicago's giving him the franchise tag. They'd be silly not to. They would be silly. But if by chance they say no, then he's he I he's I can see him going to the Eagles. Although if he does by chance really? I'm on the Lions. But yeah, if go to the Eagles, you get a shutdown corner to replace your aging star slay. And that helps helps a lot especially with the defensive line they have there and the young linebacking core i agree and um i mean what i'll see is what truly happens come draft time because like we both probably think they should trade down but they may take someone and you know eagles are notorious for making something happen during the draft and Oh, goodness, where are the Eagles sitting in this year's draft? 22. 22. So, I mean, they got Jalen Carter at 9 last year, and then they also got Nolan Smith Jr. at 31. So they know how to draft. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a move for one of these defensive players as well. Um, Beef up the defensive line even more and grab Chop Robinson there or something. That's kind of where I was going to go is you never know – with them, but heck, if they do, it's gonna be kind of cool. No, I can. I I see Sam Howell having a bounce back year next year. They're they'll get some things sorted out. I do think that honestly, if they if they don't trade back but still keep Howell, then they better be adding Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah. If if they don't they trade better. back and they keep Howell, it's it's got to be. It's either going to be Howell or one of the big hog mollies. Like, there'd be um, there'd be no reason not to. Like, Joe Alt from Notre Dame, I think he's going to be a top five. Um, but I, I see them just probably doing the new coaches, new offensive coordinator, new schemes. They're probably going to say, hey, we want to start fresh with our quarterback. So then it's the choice of, you know, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Penix, McCarthy, Bonix, depending on who and what order you have those in. And we'll we'll break down our orders differently at any time. Um, now, another head coach got released, Pete Carroll. Um, and now Mike McDonald, the uh, defense coordinator from the Ravens, is yes. their head coach. So that brings up a lot of questions for me because Seattle has the 16th pick in the first round and then no picks until the 78th in the third. It's a defensive minded coach. They have a, a decent defense. They've, they got some studs at corner. I was very yes. upset last year when they drafted it, Witherspoon. And, that, and that's one thing like not only is Baltimore known for defense in general, but it's particularly the secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, look what he did with Kyle Hampton. Like, Seattle could, like... Michael Humphrey, too. He developed that kid. Dare I say, Legion of Boom 2.0 within the next two seasons? I wouldn't be surprised. 
They're and good. They're young. It's. I like the hire. I do like the hire. They have the offensive weapons. I think that defense is they their secondary is good. They need some help at linebacker in the D line, but they have picks to address that. There's still free agency. There's still trades to be made, you know. And luckily, Geno's ca- their court starting quarterbacks cap hits only twelve point seven million in an era where everyone's making thirty plus. Right. It's it's so very team friendly. They're going to be able to to draft a rookie quarterback. They're going to be able to address everything and then throw money, like address what they need to on the lines through the draft probably, and then go get a stud in free agency. They have the money and flexibility to do all those things. And out of out of these six quarterbacks, which one would make it down to number sixteen, or which ones would make it to sixteen, and which one would they take? Obviously, Caleb Williams, most likely not. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, Bo Nix, uh, Penix Jr. Those I, six. Any of them make it to sixteen, and which ones are most likely to slide? Down think, to 16. I think Bonix, Michael Penix Jr., and J.J. McCarthy will all still be there. And I think the other three will probably be gone. Maybe. Okay. Might be a weird draft. You never know. I mean, stuff weird stuff happens in every draft. But I think those three will still be sitting there. And the way they play the game there in Seattle, they're going to take J.J. McCarthy. I don't know what happens if Harbaugh brings him to San Diego. They don't want to pay Justin Herbert, and um, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Just because Jim's not that dumb. Not saying JJ isn't going to be good, or that he doesn't love the kid. You know, respect him. But Herbert's already a bona fide top ten QB in the league, and has been. And he did so while having an awful offensive scheme there. The only reason it was anything was because Keenan Allen's good, and so is Herbert. And then Eckler was able to make people miss and get open before his body started betraying him. But Right. I was going to say... They have a better coaching staff there already than they have ever in Herbert's... But in, on paper, the last few years... The Chargers have been legit. Like they had a top eight defense on paper like two seasons ago. Easily, they can't stay healthy. Joey Bosa can't stay can't stay healthy. But or is it Nick? What are, I can't remember which one's on the what Joey. But uh, now they have a better defensive coordinator. Now they have a better head coach. They're and Harbaugh made it to the Super Bowl in the NFL before they lost. Albeit, don't get me wrong, that 49ers defense is a lot better than what the Chargers have. But he can whip that up Herbert in shape. Herbert is the best quarterback that Harbaugh will have ever coached at any level outside of maybe Andrew Luck because he got the luxury of coaching him at Stanford. I but, mean, Herbert did sign that massive contract extension, the five years, $262 million. So... They're not really going to be able to get out from underneath yeah. it anytime soon. His cap he, hit. Even, even if he didn't just sign that contract, like Herbert, Jim would be dumb. 
Not saying, and I don't think he would draft JJ just to let him sit there for five years and then give Herbert the boot either. That'd be a bad look. And yeah, for so I just don't see it happen. He's more likely to draft Roman Wilson and Blake Corum than JJ. I mean, Roman Wilson on there to kind of help Mike Williams is getting older. Keenan Allen's obviously old for the NFL. Um, I, could I help. Can, I would say I can see JJ going at number sixteen to Seattle over Michael Penix and Bo Nix, so for a couple of reasons. Bo Bo is the star when he's in the offense. I mean, you do in the, in this today's NFL, you need a star, a game changing quarterback, and that's where people leave out the fact that they don't know that JJ is a star quarterback. He just didn't have to be one in the Michigan team. We had the best defense in the country and the best offensive line in the country. And we had one of the top two running backs in college the last two, three years. Bijan was probably the only one I'd put above him. And and so you didn't need to, but he he runs like a 4-4-5-40. He is rather quick. He just didn't have to show it behind the offensive line. He, yeah, he can throw very accurately. He needs a little, but uh, he does need to learn how to not necessarily throw the ball at 85 miles an hour at all times, throw a more catchable ball in certain situations, and get a little bit better touch on his deep passes consistently. That's about the only weaknesses he has. He has great pocket presence and awareness and poise. Uh, he, the, the things that he needs a t- slight tweak on are things that are 100% coachable, especially at the NFL level. And they have JSN there. They have DK there. They have Kenneth Walker. They have like Zach famous. Charbonnet, who's yeah. a pass catching. Yeah, and he'll he'll and he he can be a game manager and a superstar at the same time. There, he won't be at, he. They'll have a complete team, and he doesn't come with the injury history and the age and the baggage that Bo Nix and Michael Penix do. They're both significantly older than JJ and have injury history that JJ doesn't have. He doesn't have the mileage on his body that they do. So. Oh, I agree. And the first time that they either one of those teams played an NFL style defense this season, they looked mortal. So. Yes, yes they did. And then one other thing. JJ's had the luxury of practicing against the best defense in college the past 2 years. Yes. He he is going to be more prepared than anyone he knows what else to do against an elite defensive line. He he showed that Penix wasn't ready. He showed that Penix was not ready. He showed that Alabama's QB was not ready. He because he can go out there and dot up them, but they can't dot up his defense. I, I think JJ is the fourth best QB in this draft right now, with the potential to move up depending on what happens in the combine. Because I don't I. Who you have? I don't. I don't know. I haven't watched Jaden Daniels actually play yet. Like, like consistently. I've seen highlights here and this, but I haven't had a chance to like watch him the way he avoids I've pressure, throw high high points balls, puts it where it needs to be, stuff like that. I haven't actually done that yet. I've done that for Jaden Daniels, not Drake May. I so this yeah. insane hype for Drake May is lost on me because I haven't got to watch his film. In and out. No, I get it. It's like the perfect NFL size kind of thing, like six foot four, 
big arm, 230 pounds. Like he's got that frame that they're wanting and he's got a very strong arm. But I, I don't know. He's just not, he doesn't flare yet, but I haven't watched enough tape. Jaden Daniels to me, a different style of Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. Like he can be on the ground as needed, but with better accuracy than Donovan McNabb. He's very electric, very fun, and I'm excited to see him. I have him as my number two QB at the moment. Now, when I get through all my rankings, then sure, maybe I'll put Drake May higher. Obviously, I have Caleb Williams. And honestly, I, I still his he's got good uh, film, obviously. There's plenty of it out there, but he's man. Got if he, he's got maturity issues. Exactly. I was going to say, and if he doesn't have a good defense – he showed you he couldn't keep up at college. NFL level, it's another beast. So if he didn't score every play in college, they pretty much lost the game. It won't be that bad in the NFL, but it's the NFL. It's, see, we I, saw Aiden O'Connell light up 63 points just because. See, see I've, I have watched, I'm the opposite of you. I have watched the tape on me. And he has insane arm talent. Like and Mitchell Trubisky out of North Carolina a couple of years ago? No. I'm talking like he can make every throw Ooh. kind of thing. But he makes throws that he shouldn't that he shouldn't try to sometimes. He tries to force things. His decision-making is questionable, so at least in a consistent play sometimes. He has a, a real big – I don't know. He – He goes to the right place. Somewhere it's patient. They'll be fine. Okay. I like that. Uh, speaking of right place, the Falcons, uh, they fired Arthur Smith. Thank goodness. And now they hired Raheem Morris. Um, that makes him the first former NFL head coach owner Arthur Brank has hired in his 20-plus tenure. Hmm. He's also exclusively featured 14 candidates. Oh, well, that's nice. They gave a little background snippet of them. So with that, they are drafting. Goodness, where are they drafting out? I think they're. Yeah, I don't even know where they're drafting it. Eighth. Eighth again. That's right, because they've they got Kyle Pitts at four. They got Bijan Robinson at eight. And now they've got another eighth round pick, our eighth overall pick. Eighth overall, there's a high chance, you know, let's let's say Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May are off the board. Eighth, you still got Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, Penix. Do you think they would want to address it, or do you think Ritter's still the answer? Or can I make fun of you all for that now? I think that. There's a solid chance that one of Drake May or Jaden Daniels is still there at eight, and I think that's what Atlanta is banking on, honestly. If they're all three gone by eight, though, then they might say, fuck it, and run with Ritter for one more year and then draft a wide receiver. Because if all three of those QBs are gone, you know one offensive lineman and one D lineman's gone, too. 
and then Marvin Harrison Jr. So you probably have your shot at Neighbors or Adunza, at least one of those guys. Right. I would I would probably stick um, with Neighbors uh, for their team. They got Kyle Pitts. They'd have Drake London, then Neighbors, and then Bijan, and then just wait one more year to grab whatever quarterback's coming out next year to to be yep. the guy. Or who knows that maybe this getting Neighbors and getting Raheem Morris elevates. Let's. I was going to say, lets him actually be good. I mean, he played, just looking up neighbor's stats, um, 15 games. He had 2,836 yards, 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, another 53 rushing attempts, almost 200 yards, 5 touchdowns. So not horrible. He did lose 7 fumbles. He fumbled 12 times, lost 7 of them. So that is rough. But you do have splashes in here where you're like, oh, that was a pretty good game. 329 yards with a touchdown, 307 with two touchdowns, although three interceptions. Um, So you have splashes in here every now and then that are good. 347, one and one, where he could possibly get it done. He's still young. This would only be year three. That'll be an interesting one. New coach, he's going to have to suck up and say, hey, give me my offensive line help. Give me, um, you know, Hog Molly. um, I can't think of his name. He's out of Penn State, the Fashanu guy, or Mims. um, Mims out of Georgia. Georgia produces great linemen too. So, Yes, they do. Um. Any worry with Bryce Young and the fact that Carolina fired Frank Wright and brought in Dave Channels? He was the offensive coordinator for Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. I do like that um, because of quarterback friendly. He's not necessarily a quarterback guru or like known for working with quarterbacks specifically or anything. But I think it's a solid move. Frank Reich was too committed to chaos, for lack of a better word right now. <laughs> and they need an actual identity on this team, and this gives them a chance to establish that. Um, they do need to address offensive line first and foremost. I do think they have talent at tight end. They do have talent at running back. I think Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard would both be a lot more effective with a better offensive line. Um, I know Miles Sanders can. The year before, when he had yeah, a Miles offensive Sanders line, he can. had 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns or something like that. Yeah. But and whether or not he's lost a step or not and Chuba's taking the lead role, whatever, they still need an offensive line for either one of them to be effective. And, and the help Bryce. You can't just let him get beat up for three years and then wonder Toss why to he's going to be in a yeah. booth because of our, like RG3. You can't let that happen. Again. Exactly. And they, it, they're they unfortunately in a uphill battle rebuild for offensively. Because they don't have the pick, which would have been number one overall. They they have to they, wait till the 33rd need, pick. They need at least two star, like solid starting offensive linemen and then two solid wide receivers still, too. Yes. They need a lot on offense. And their defense is a lot further along as long as they're able to keep that core together. But 
they have a defense that can keep them competitive, but they, they need to address that offense hard this, this draft. And I agree. I, if they want say. any chance. Now, I think Bryce Young completely stumbled compared to, like, C.J. Stroud. Now, if we took C.J. Stroud out of this draft and it was like, oh, Bryce Young struggled this year and Anthony Richardson got hurt early and um, – Goodness, that other quarterback. Oh, who's that? Why am I completely blanking on him? He was the fourth. He got to only play a little bit this year. Why am I? Will Levis? Will Levis from the Titans. There we go. I knew there was one more. He showed flashes. You wouldn't feel so bad for Bryce. You'd be like, okay, you know, it's been rough. But since CGH Stroud came out and absolutely dominated, you're looking at it and you're kind of like, well, shit. Wish we had this guy because 4,100 yards, uh, 23 touchdowns, and only five interceptions from Stroud. And then there's Bryce Love. Um, Bryce Young. Bryce, yeah. yeah love. Um, Young out there only slinging it for 2,877, 2, 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And you had to trade the bag to move up to grab him. Yep. Like, that's what makes it sting, you know? You could have not traded at all. Got Bryce Young anyways. Yeah. And kept DJ Moore. Yep. Yep. Think or about that. Up closer to make sure you got Bryce Young but not have to give up nearly as much and still probably be able to keep DJ Moore. It was uh, – I feel bad for him. But he's got a new head coach, um, so we'll see what they're going to do. They do have pieces around them. They do need to grab a receiver. So whoever's there at, you know, pick 33, they better hope one of the big guys comes out, you know, like Keon Coleman, Brian uh, Thompson Jr., uh A.T. Perry, you know, stuff like that, and hope they can get a good receiver and help Bryce out or grab one of the big linemen. Xavier Worthy, yep, from Texas. Um, Now, we already touched on, you know, Jim Harbaugh being coach of the Chargers. So we got Brian Callahan, the new Tennessee head coach. Uh, served as the offensive coordinator for the Bengals, which tells me wh- I, I think I know why you like him. The Bengals used one back. His name was Joe Mixon. Derrick Henry's on his way out. You have Tajay Spears. You think they're not going to try to grab Bucky Allen, Jonathan Brooks, uh, Blake Corm, anyone to try to help fill this void? You're thinking they're just going to let Tajay walk in and be that guy, right? He's going to be the lead back for sure, and I think they trust him enough to be a workhorse. I mean, but if Derek's gone, then they're going to – I mean, you got to, like, to fill roster spots, they're going to need a backup. No one can, you know, take the ball 35 times a game anymore. But – You know what I would hate? At the seventh overall pick, they take someone like Romo, Rome Odunze because I still have Traylon Burks, and I'm still waiting for him to no, do something. I, I think Traylon Burks is going to be in a better situation this year, and I think they're adding – they're gonna need. They need offensive line as well. If they are, if they have D Hop for another year, he still played solid down the stretch. Build up that offensive line again. 
you have young receivers just build up. But I, I really, really like Callahan there because the, Mike Vrabel's offense stopped working when Derrick Henry lost a step, and and then Taylor Lewan retired. Yep, those two things ended Mike Vrabel's career. And for now, sure, Callahan hasn't just worked with Burrow and implemented an offense that works. He's worked with Stafford. He's worked with Derek Carr. He's and he, like he's worked with Burrow, obviously too. And Will Levis. And Will, I think Will Levis actually showed promise last year. I think he did. I think if there's someone that can potentially make Will Levis a star, he's in the right. He, they got the right guy. And that alone, if he becomes a better quarterback and they do what they need to, I think helps Traylon Burks. So I don't hate it for you. And honestly, if they do draft a receiver early, that's you know that's the eventual replacement for D Hop, most likely. Right. Um, and Will Levis won two, how many games did he play? One, two, three, four, five, six, two, four. Nine games, it looks like. He had 1,800 passing yards. So times that by two, we're talking about 3,600. Eight touchdowns times that by two because there's 18 weeks. We're looking at 16 touchdowns and then... Four interceptions times that by two, eight. So he would have been looking around 3,616 and eight. That's not bad at all, not including he he did get a rushing touchdown. So um, he did show enough promise in there, in my opinion, to, to actually get a chance. And I think they'd be dumb to use, like, the seventh pick on a quarterback when they could grab – an offensive lineman when they could grab, you know, I I hate to say it, but uh, a receiver to to actually help out D Hop because D Hop's getting older. Traylon Burks hasn't looked like what he has, but if Neighbors is there at seven or Dunze is there, they'd, they'd be silly to not consider it. They would be silly not to consider it. So to to help Levis out and actually continue to grow as much as I hate it because I'm a Traylon Brooks truther still. I still and believe I do, in the talent. I do think that because of the situation that they're in, that Tyja Spears did show enough to not warrant them wasting their first or second round picks on a running back. So, especially with position of needs, I don't think it's it's. I mean, depth piece is a need, obviously, but that's something like if you're filling up at depth, you're you're looking for your second guy, your rotational guy, that's someone you can take in the fourth or fifth round. I agree. Um, now, one cool thing is Antonio Pierce got promoted uh, to the Raiders' actual head coach. As an inner term, he went 5-4 and four with them, um, which was, you know, impressive when, you know, McDaniels couldn't get anything going. So I don't know what all the Raiders are going to do because um, they're not. They're not high up there. They're the 13th pick, so they're not going to make any career-changing ones. It'll probably be defense-related. Do you think they're going to try to snag a quarterback in this free agency, or do you think they're going to just say, screw it and ride out with um, Aiden O'Connell and uh, see what comes next? That's tough. I think... I, I'm I'm a fan of letting the guys that didn't absolutely just bomb give a ch- have a chance, and I don't blame you. And 
especially as a quarterback, as a rookie on a team that's – if your team's not at least a contender to win their division and you have – you know, you then you should – if you're in your rookie quarterback, they should, they should have some leeway. A little bit. Now, like, if you – now, if you're a rookie quarterback – like, say, whoever replaces Kirk Cousins and, say, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison and TJ Hawk are still there and their offensive line's decent. You go there and you bomb your fr- your first year, that's a little... A little different. That's different because you have arguably the greatest weapon core in the league receiving-wise to... And, and bomb. But, like, Aiden O'Connell had... Josh Jacobs, who saw the money and decided, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to kind of try. And they, and then it was literally – I mean, Devontae Adams played okay the first half of the season, but he he's lost a step. He's 31. Yep. He did. He did. It, it was noticeable the second half of the season. And O'Connell still did okay. He still did good. It's the Max Crosby show in – in, in, uh, in Vegas, but okay. I, I don't go. think I think they have bigger problems. Obviously, like if a guy falls that's really high up on your board that you weren't expecting to be there at all, then your hands kind of force situation. But I don't think it's in a force again. Like like you're saying, he didn't bomb bad enough. Um, like unless. Caleb Williams is still for some reason sitting there. That would be dumb, and I would laugh. Right, right. But like, unless that situation happens, like you're not taking a quarterback to replace Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, he and, ended up with two thousand two hundred. What, 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 what pick do the Raiders have? Like what, the, what the Raiders, first? I believe it was the thirteenth. Yep, the thirteenth overall. Um. He had a 12 touchdown, seven interception, which was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Two thousand two hundred. No, that they need to do yards. is make their defensive line truly elite and draft Chop Robinson at thirteen to go. Out Chop Robinson right next. I mean, uh, Crosby had like fourteen sacks, fourteen and a half career high for do, him. Do they have two first round picks or just one? Um, let me double check real quick. Uh, looks like just the one. When's their second round pick? Is it pick thirty nine or forty four? Forty four, forty four. Okay. Um, yeah, then draft an offensive lineman there. I agree. Yes. Yep. So and just the thirteenth. Do, do they have another second round pick or no? Uh, nope. Just thirteenth, uh, forty four, and then the seventy seventh and the third. It looks like they don't have any duplicates until the seventh round, where they have one, two. Oh, sorry. Yeah, three picks in the seventh round. So they have one in pretty much every round, and then in the seventh they have three. So they'll be picking from those day three guys, hoping they can strike gold on it. But then again, they can move up. They could leverage those, and that's the exciting part. Um, And looking at their team, yeah, they need to grab one defensive, solid defensive person and one solid offensive lineman do that in round one and two and then take your shots for like an extra corner on the outside Um, because I think their leading interceptions was their safety Epps and he didn't even have or not Epps um, um, Mooring Trayvon Mooring 
Um, and he only had three. So I would say I, it depends on how they attack free agency as well. Like they'll address what they can there, and then they, that'll change their draft strategy for sure. Um, it just will. I mean, that's, that bolt's true for every team, but we'll see. We got free agency in less than a month. It's what the fifteenth today. It's legal tampering. Which means teams can start talking to other, to players without being fined. It's March eleventh, and then they can actually start signing players on March thirteenth. Is when it officially opens. So we are less than a month from that. We will. It's, I can't wait to see what happens. I'm. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be. It's soon. Now, uh, one of the final head coaching changes I wanted to talk about: New England Patriots. Belichick finally stepping down. Jared Mayo um, swiftly got rid of Belichick and put him in place, but I think everyone kind of knew um, he was going to be it since he joined Belichick back in 2019. Like, I mean, Belichick drafted him too. Yeah, yeah, back in like 2008. So, yeah, so he's been there the whole time. It's been their relationship. It, it was probably already part of the plan years ago before any of us before this even started. Right. Uh, They do have the third overall pick. So there's been a lot of talk because, I mean, Mac Jones, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Bailey Zappi, six touchdowns, nine interceptions. Just piss poor quarterback play. Running back, obviously, Stevenson was hurt most of the year. So Zeke had to kind of step up and help out. Um, And that was also piss poor. Um their receivers, Demario Douglas, was the leader, and he didn't even crack 600 yards. Hunter Henry was number two. He had the most touchdowns at six, but only had 400 receiving yards. Defense, kind of meh all over the place. Not a single person had over 10 sacks. Um, not a single person had more than two picks, and that was Jabril Peppers. So this whole team needs a rewrite. If they're smart, trade the pick back try to accumulate more than one first-round pick and go what from there. Did, what, what, what pick is that? The third? The third overall. Okay, so, yeah, I think what they need to do, obviously, like, their defense is fine. Christian Gonzalez going down and then a uh, guy on the defensive line. I can't think of his name off the top of my head for some reason. But he was solid, too. He was real good. Um, their defense was fully healthy as a top-ten defense still and it's young decently it's not bad i don't think they need i mean if they want to address like depth in the later rounds for defense fine but i think let uh, and you were thinking of barmore barmore christian barmore defensive tackle the good one on their team eight and a half sacks uh, 13 tackles for loss. It was, it was Matthew Judon, too. He's one that went down. Oh, yeah, and Matthew Judon, the linebacker, did go down and then, quickly. And then Christian Gonzalez, the corner, rookie corner, went down, too. So they lost, like, three of their top five defenders for more than half the season. But they rumors has it that Mac Jones is done. Yeah, he's got to be right. So at number but, three, do they take Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels? That's the thing. That's it, the tough part. Once there's, do they? They only have one first round pick. When's their second round pick? Thirty fourth overall. 
So the second and the third round are in the second round, and then the the fourth pick in the third. So if I'm them, if you feel honestly, if I'm the Patriots, I think Bailey Zappi has shown enough to give. I think he deserves one year. One year. Like if you're going to give Mac Jones three seasons, Bailey Zappi deserves one. <laughs> and because he wasn't any worse than Mac. <laughs> Not saying he was better, but he wasn't any worse. And True. True. I say keep DeMario Douglas. You keep. Uh, you get rid of Devontae Parker. You keep your tight ends. Hunter Henry isn't bad. You know, and then Johnny Smith isn't bad as like a duo. That's not bad. And then you take a quarterback in the second round. You hope that Bo Nix or Michael Penix are still there in the second or third, whatever quarterback's still there. But at pick three, you, if you take Marvin Harrison Jr. Really? You're going to pair... Give them um, a legit wide receiver, break the break the mold. Very un Belichick esque wide receiver in the first round, top three immediately as soon as Belichick's gone after none of the and twenty. Bailey <laughs> Zappi or Mac Jones is the one throwing to him. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, I like the idea, but man, is that going to be hard to trust? Um, and. I was looking back for, like, trade partners for them. Um, Arizona has two first-round picks, but here's the thing. Arizona's the fourth overall pick, and then they have the 27th. They're not going to make that deal to move up one person to move on from Kyler. If, if they're Marvin, not going to. If, if or Marvin, Chicago. They're not going to move on from Kyler, but, but they might be tempted if Marvin, like if they like Marvin Harrison James <coughs> that much to give Kyler a legitimate stud again. True, I mean, since D Hop and Kyler was elect. Kyler hasn't been the same since D Hop. Kyler was a top five QB with D Hop, and with with an actual wide receiver one. Kyler was a top five guy in fantasy. So maybe pair him with, you know, trade up. Maybe try to get the fourth and the twenty seventh, or try to get the fourth and the thirty five, and just move back one. Let them take Marvin Harrison, and then they grab whoever. Especially, Especially if they trade or move on from. From Hollywood Brown, yeah, yeah, his he's coming up too. Like, maybe send Hollywood in that pick to get <laughs> in the fourth. Someone to get that. I don't know. I'd that's be interesting. Fourth, the first, and Mark and Hollywood to move up one pick. That's too much. But yeah, but we've seen people cray pay crazier prices. <laughs> the Panthers <laughs> last year, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just all about giving the players a chance. It's one thing, like, obvious bus. I mean, at the end of the day, we're not there every single day at practice. We don't get to see the amount of effort that these guys put in or their attitudes on a day-to-day basis or anything like that. So, like, those are things that we don't get to see that the coaching staff does. But. Right. I'm still, like, from a statistical standpoint, what we can see on the field with our, during games and what we can see in stats. There's obvious busts, and then there's not. And then if there's, like, obvious busts, that's one thing. And then other guys, and then the, the not obvious ones that are, eh, those ones need to be contextualized before you make a decision. 
I and agree. I, and I think there's too many instances in NFL in particular where the context isn't taken into consideration at all. And that's not fair to the players. I, I, I agree I with think that. there's more what-ifs in sports because of the spot they landed and not a fair chance given to them to develop than there are what-ifs from injury. There are a lot. Um, there we go. Alrighty, so that, that covers up all of the head coaches um, on here, and then I'm going to yeah, I don't think there's any offense coordinators or defense coordinators that uh, uh, that we need to talk about uh, at at this time. None of them were truly surprising. I mean, I, I'm sad to see Eric Bieniemy go, um, but I mean, they got Cliff Kingsbury. He's gonna, he's gonna go right back to Kansas City. Yeah, oh yeah, right back under Andy Reid, and he's gonna be happy with well, it the whole time. Well, with that being said, thank you for coming back for us. Thank you for being patient with us not being active and live all the time we need to get another episode in we'll come back with you guys give us about another two weeks get some more news ben's looking over there like he wanted to say something but i don't care and <laughs> but like follow subscribe yep free agency's coming nfl drafts coming we got big big stuff to cover coming up in the near future and we're actually going to be trying to go to the nfl draft which would be cool stay tuned for that we out